Hello, this is Dennis Thomas with Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. So I had a question for myself, and from time to time this happens. I have a thought, I ask myself a question, and I try to fulfill this desire by answering the question. So my thought was AM, PM. Now we know AM means morning, denotes morning, PM denotes evening. But what do those abbreviations actually mean? So, of course, I had to search deep and wide for the answer. Maybe not that deep, maybe not that wide, but I was able to get an answer, and I wanted to share this with the audience. So I want you guys to think about this before you look it up. What does AM actually mean? What does that abbreviation stand for? What does the abbreviation for PM stand for? Now, as you guys are thinking about that, you put this on pause maybe, I'll give you guys the answer. So AM is a Latin term. It means anti-meridium, before noon or before midday. And PM means post-meridium, afternoon or post-midday. So sometimes we look at abbreviations that we use in our own language. So sometimes you hear IE, which is id est, that is to say. We also have EG, exemplary gratia, which is for example. And even when we look at abbreviations for something like number, we have NO. So very odd when we look at why some of these abbreviations would be the way they are, especially NO. Why would that be number? Why would NO and number be the same. However, if we start to think about the origination of some of these words that we use, we start to understand and start to get, become a little bit more clear for us. Now, about 80% of the entries in any English dictionary are borrowed mainly from Latin, which lets us understand here where some of these abbreviations may come from. So, id est, that is to say, id est is a it's a Latin word, right? Numero, anno, it's also Latin. Exempli gratia, Latin. Wow, starting to create a pattern here. Do you guys know that 60% of all English words have Greek or Latin roots? Which means the majority of words that you and I use on a regular basis have Latin origin. Now, it's very interesting. Just recently, I was writing a letter to a colleague, and towards the end of the letter, I wrote the initials P and S, and I continued on with my note. And when you think about that, again, using these abbreviations, and you know that it means written after, right? But you're trying to understand the origin. Why would we use the letters P and S? But P and S mean postscriptum. That's the abbreviation for postscriptum is PS, written after. And after we write a note or a letter to somebody, we might finish it off with PS and we add an addition to it. So it's very interesting to understand that 60% of all English words have Greek or Latin roots and the majority of the words that we use on a day-to-day -day basis are actually borrowed. So it helps us understand why some of these abbreviations might seem odd. Again, if you look at some of the other abbreviations we have for Mr. or Dr., 
beginning with the first letter D and ending with the last letter R for doctor, same thing as Mr., beginning with the first letter M, ending with the last letter R. A lot of these words have different origins than what we might think. Now, if we think about AM and PM, time convention developed over time from around the mid-2nd century B.C. to around the 16th century A.D. Now, the 12-hour system divides the 24 hours of a day into two periods lasting 12 hours each. And speaking of numbers, it leads me to another thought that I have. Why is 13 such an unlucky number? When I was young, my father purchased a condo in New York City. And I remember visiting this condo and looking for the number 13 when I walked into the elevator and realized the number was missing. It was non-existent. Why would the number 13 be missing from the elevator? I mean, don't they have a 13th floor? Or do they have just a blank floor on that number? Or do they even have a floor at all? Come to think about it, you realize how unlucky this number is in our country. Did you guys know that the majority of hotels that exist in the United States do not use the number 13? 80% of high-rise buildings in the United States don't have a 13th floor. This is very interesting. There's a number out there, 13, that seems to be this enormously unlucky number that nobody wants to be connected or affiliated to. I wonder why. So you guys may or may not know this, but 13 is an unlucky number. 10% of U.S. population has a fear of this number. Results in financial losses in excess of $800 million annually. People avoid marrying on this day, traveling on this day, even working. Now, there actually is a term for this fear as well. It's a type of phobia. I won't bore you guys with this long, difficult, interesting word. But for those of you out there who might have a fear of 13, I feel your pain. It's something that really exists. Now, let's go think about the origin of this unlucky number. So the Court of Hammurabi. This is the world's oldest legal document. In 6th century, the Babylonian king Hammurabi enacted the code. This is one of the earliest and most complete written legal codes. It has 282 rules, established standards for commercial interactions, set fines and punishments to meet requirements of justice. And this dates back to 1754 BC. This was a well-known Babylonian code of law of ancient Mesopotamia. Now what happened here is this code, when it was found, it omitted the 13th law. But apparently, later on, history realized that this was no more than a clerical error. So they omit the 13th law, and all of a sudden, this turns into an unlucky number. Now also, there's another reason why this number might be considered unlucky. In the Bible, Judas Iscariot was one of the 13th guests to arrive at the Last Supper. Now, he's the 13th guest to arrive at the Last Supper. He also betrays Jesus. Wow, another reason why this number is considered unlucky. Now, I want you guys to think about this as well. 
12 was considered a perfect number by ancient Sumerians. They developed their numerical system on 12, which is still used today to measure time. As we spoke about this earlier before, we know that the singles day is two 12-hour half days. Our calendar has 12 months. So 12, back in history, in a certain point in time, certain culture, was seen as a perfect number. And we actually still use this number even today. It really denotes completeness. So now at least you have a clear understanding on why the number 13 is so unlucky, why the number 12 means perfection, maybe even completeness, and why maybe some of these Latin abbreviations that we use seem so odd. But as we continue to go on, I want to help to expand your mind and explain a few more odd things out there. One of the things that I love to look up from time to time are the origin of certain sayings. The whole nine yards. It costs an arm and a leg. Cut to the chase. In the bag. So next episode, maybe next two episodes or so, we'll continue to go down this strange path. You guys will continue to be able to stretch your mind and learn a few more things. Maybe something that you could use in conversation at a dinner meeting. Or if you get called up for Jeopardy and have to answer strange questions, you'll get to understand these things. Now, one other tip. Just in case you guys are in East or Southeast Asia, since we have a fear of the number 13, they happen to have a fear of a number 4. So the number 4 sounds like the word death in Chinese. And in these countries, they have Chinese-influenced language. So it's rare that you'll find the number four in buildings, maybe a fourth floor in an elevator, or if you're in a hotel. So I want you guys to look these things up if you ever take a trip over there and uh, try to see if this information that I am giving out is correct. But these are interesting things to learn and to understand. It's all designed to speak about the things that matter, right? Thank you.